Yeah. Word, word. Well, look, we live, man. We back at it. What is up? Good morning to all the listeners and viewers out there on the networks of social media. My name is Pastor Mitchell Alexander Easter, and I am the youth pastor, the YP at Mount Olive Baptist Church. Today is a great day for the Bible declares in Psalms chapter 118 in the 24th verse. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Listen, today we are live and in action for a new, new move in the body of Christ. Welcome to the Impact Podcast, the highlights of life in Christ, where we highlight the light in the body of Christ. Last month, we had a series entitled Be the Light for the young adults of the Christian faith, and it completely transformed our ministry into what it is today. If you would like to view some of those videos, I will put the links in the description below. While we're on the subject of links, please follow our youth ministry page at We Found Impact. That is at W-E-F-O-U-N-D-I-M-P-A-C-T on Instagram for more information about all the wonderful things we have planned here at the Impact Ministry. Listen, I will not hold us up any longer. Today we have a special guest, a yes, special, sir. special guest coming straight out of Suffolk, Virginia, a real estate agent, and if I'm not wrong, the flyest yes, agent, <laughs> right? Our highlighter in the body of Christ today is none other than our brother, my brother, Marlon Sellers, yes, everybody. Appreciate Amen. You for having me, bro. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother, brother, how you feeling today? I'm doing good, bro. How are you? Good, man. Good, Glad man. Here. Good, good, good. Amen, amen. Well, on behalf of my pastor, Reverend Jason Knight, and the entire Mount Olive Baptist community, we say thank you for, one, being a light in the body of Christ. Yes, sir. And for that. coming over here, you know, helping us out. Yes, sir. <laughs> Always, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, brother, tell us, listen. I come bearing good news. Okay. I come bearing good news because I am a brother from North of Virginia. Okay. So... I am from the streets. <laughs> yeah. And for fun fact, that means I am from one street in particular, and okay. that is the Gospel Streets of the 757. Yeah. And brother, you and your brother Clarence, y'all have made transcending waves in the bro, body appreciate of that, bro. It's, 75. It's been crazy. Yeah. Yes, sir. This yes, sir. Year. Yeah. So talk to me, man. How did all these good things like the More Purpose podcast get started? So actually, um, my brother came up with the idea for the More Purpose podcast. He started a Bible study group chat that God told him to start. And he, uh, we talked about it like we was talking about beforehand about how this generation, they don't want to go to church or mm. they don't like they're not taking church serious. So we had to try to find like a middle ground to where we can still present the word of God for the people that may not try church. Because you got to look at it like this. For some people, we're their church. That's for some people, we're the first representation of them, like getting to know God. So he took that step of faith and follow what God told him to do, despite having um, a fear of public speaking. Word. So he got over his fear. He was, he put himself in an uncomfortable position. So wow. he did that. And then he asked me, I didn't know. I was just backing him like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm helping you wherever you need help with. And then he was like, oh, no, I want you to co-host with me. Word. So that's how that came about. So I'm on a podcast with him every episode. And it's just, it's a great thing to see. And it, especially to see how far it's gotten, especially over social media. The power of social media is so crazy. Come so, on, come on. Yeah, but it's it goes to show what God would do when you just be obedient. Because Facts. my brother was scared, but he still stepped out on faith anyway. So, come on. Yeah. And that's what it's about, bro, for real. Stepping out on faith is one thing that I encourage anybody to do, you know, like... When you're scared, faith will transcend Facts. to a whole different place. Yeah. God is so good that he'll put you in a place that may feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just get comfortable in that uncomfortability yeah. in the word of God. That's facts, bro. So, man, why do you do ministry outside of your home church? So, ministry for me, I look at it like it's, it's way more 
way more things to do outside of the church, like outside of the four walls. So we look at it like, yes, we have everybody that already knows Jesus, but Jesus was out. He was doing things outside of the synagogue. He was performing miracle signs and wonders for the people that didn't know him and stuff like that. And I feel like us as the church community, because I grew, I grown up in church, I feel like we became too comfortable to think like, I feel like the church kind of gatekeeps God a little bit to where like we don't go out and talk to other believers or we're, we're judging them like the people that don't know God we're judging them and all that stuff instead of trying to uh, reconcile like the word says and nice. get God's people because nice. you got to look at it like this um one of my favorite characters in the Bible is Paul and it's crazy because um so you know Jesus came to save the Gentiles and nice. the Jews right nice. Nice. but it's significant because Paul wasn't a Christian but he was a he was murdering Christians was. at the time so he was he was an he was exactly he was <laughs> killing them all he was killing all the Christians but then he turns around and ends up leading people to God and nice. stuff like that and I feel like the crazy part of that story is because Paul led so many people to Christ because they could relate to him because like they knew what he was doing they knew like he was the murderer so if he's murdering Christians the other day and now he's coming back and telling the word like we want to know what he's talking about that's so i feel like that's where it comes into play because the church can't relate to the world wow so that's i feel like we got to find a way to relate to the outsiders without conforming of course without doing the things they do but be able to relate to make them feel at home when coming to church that's not coming into church feeling like we don't fit in most definitely yeah. most definitely uh the last series we had with Pastor Howard Langford. Me and him were talking, and he's from Virginia, I'm from Virginia. Mm -hmm. As we were talking, we were talking about, this is not a good thing, I'm telling nobody to do this, but be well-versed in the world. Yeah. So before I was a pastor, before mm -hmm. he was a pastor, before you were in ministry, but yeah. you've been in ministry your whole life. Yeah. You know, your, well, your dad was late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just be like, when we out there in the streets doing things of the world, mm -hmm. it's like, all right, now that we're in this place in ministry, we can still relate to y'all. Yeah. You know, I just like you said, this um the past generation church. Mm -hmm. It was like almost to a fact, I'm a Baptist man. Yeah. So it was almost like people above us were holier than thou. That's yeah. And we couldn't right. relate to them. Yeah. So, you know, just having God, I think my father, my mother telling me, hey, listen, this is what we're supposed to do. This is how God operates, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I got that firsthand experience. Yeah. But for somebody who didn't have that firsthand experience, didn't have that person to be like, this is why we go to church. Mm -hmm. This is who God is. It's really hard for them to be related. That's facts. That's real facts. Talk, bro. Real talk. I think that's where the podcast is really good at because me and CL, we've been in church all our lives, but our parents always made sure we had a balance. So it's like we was able to go to parties. We was able to go to the football games. We was able to hang out with our friends, go stay at our friend's house. Whereas my parents, my dad couldn't play sports. My mom couldn't wear jeans, like stuff, wow. simple stuff like wow, that. So gosh. the way they grew up, our parents' generation, the way we grew up is different. And that balance is like really needed in this generation to come because this new generation, you can't just force God down their neck. You can't just walk up to somebody trying to force scriptures down their neck. Like, you got to look at it like this. Like, you might be, like I said, you might be that first person's church before they even step into the real church. Wow. They might see the church in you first. So how are you presenting yourself? How are you showing that uh, their family? How are, they, how are you showing them that they're loved and stuff like that? Amen, amen, yeah. bro, amen. Yo, we sitting here talking about all of this, <laughs> this, this spiritual talk, yeah. right? So did it take a certain level in your spiritual walk to be able to step out and work in ministry. Yeah, so oh, I got a good story. Come on, come on. Uh, so, so look, so I've been in church all my life, like I said. Facts. So it's normal to me. It's I've been in church, all my family's preachers, stuff like that. So close to God, but still far from God at the same time because I'm in church. I know God through my parents. I know like I know of God, but oh. and like God is good, stuff like that. I know how to pray, all this stuff, going through the motions, but like 
do you truly have a relationship with God? It's real. So when uh, I went to college after I graduated, graduating during COVID, yeah, yeah so which we talked about, yep. and I feel like I moved, I moved to Jersey, and I feel like that moment was kind of, it was significant in my life because that's the moment I truly became like, I knew God for myself because I didn't have nobody else to go to. I was in on a college campus away from my family in the dorm. All my classes was online. So I'm in the dorm every day, just in my thoughts, like thinking like, like what am I gonna do? I need direction. So it's like when you don't have nowhere, like nowhere else to go to and you actually gotta get on your knees for yourself, right. that's when you find out about God. And that's why I thank God because I found God at my lowest moment. And a lot of people can attest to that. Like they found God when they had nowhere else to go to. Right. And it's so crazy how it played out because after I found God, that's when I like was awoke and I just started figuring out things and like he started revealing himself to me like in a real way, in a way I've never felt before. I've been in church for, oh, I'm 20. I've been in church 20 years of my life. Facts, facts. But I, I could say 2020 was like the wake up call wow. because I was still, I was in church, but still doing things like of the world. Like, like I didn't stand out. Like I was, the, everybody knew I was a church boy. But how did I stand out from the others? I was doing everything they was doing. Ah, yeah. That's that word. That's yeah. that word, bro. That is that word. I definitely can understand completely. Back in October, it's crazy. You said you went to Jersey. I went yeah. to Philly. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah I'm always be out Philly. Yeah. Changed my life. Yeah. I was, right, no. Music changed my life. God changed my yeah. life. I started getting out there and seeing that the impact is really in the people. Mm -hmm. Like they out there really in their community. Yeah. So it made me come home and be like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. You feel me? I'm just out here going with the motions of church. Mm -hmm. I'm playing church. You feel me? Like I'm Facts. playing, yeah. I'm playing God at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, yeah, I can shout. Yeah, I can pray. Mm -hmm. But am I doing it wholeheartedly for myself? Facts. And so when I found exactly who I was in myself, mm -hmm. the thing that I was literally just talking about yesterday, we all are gifts of the presence. We're literally presence of the presence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people walk around just with the gift wrapping. Yeah. So how we look on the outside, but the gift on the inside mm -hmm. is greater than the appearance on the outside. Facts. And it's people out here who haven't even took off the wrap. They mm -hmm. haven't even opened up the box. Because when you begin to look inside your mm -hmm. box, that's when you're really tapping into, all right, this is where I'm vulnerable. Yeah. You know, this is what hurt me. These are my traumas. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't want to, you know, open that box of Facts. trauma because it hurts. Like a lot, I definitely pain. Like it was a lot of things that I was going. I was in the military, mm -hmm. and while I was in the military, I got married. I had a son, and it was certain things that I saw in my parents' relationships. Yeah. My parents are now divorced, mm -hmm. but my parents' relationships that I didn't even know was going to transpire in my own. Yeah, you feel me? Not for that. Uh, and it was also things that I was going through. I was nineteen minutes. Mm -hmm. So though my father didn't cheat. I had the spirit of cheating. Mm. So now I'm hurting another young lady. Yeah. And here we are in the the motions of just going in my vulnerability, mm -hmm. I, not my vulnerability, but my trauma. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that is when God really begins to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I wish that I could say in 2020, I listened to God. Nah. I, I was out here doing what I wanted to do. And I was like, listen, God, I'm not gonna listen to what you gotta yeah. do. I got my own plan. This is what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. And it ended up landing me in jail. Yeah. Oh, ended God. up making me homeless. Yeah. Uh, bankrupt. Mm -hmm. All of these different things. I'm a financial advisor that tells people I'm bankrupt. They'd be like, what? You're in the That's wrong field. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But nah, crazy thing about what you just said. You was making your own plans. And I feel like that's what I was doing. I went to college. Um thinking I had everything figured out. I didn't really know what I wanted to do in the future. Sports was my whole life throughout yeah. high school. I always, play? I played football and I ran track. So I went to college to run track, D1 track in Jersey. Oh, you lit. Yeah, <laughs> so I ran track in Jersey. But it was like when I got there, my heart has always been in sports. But for some reason, I knew God was moving on my like, on my behalf because my heart wasn't in it no more. And it was an unusual feeling to where like, 
I'm playing sports, doing something I love, but I, my heart wasn't there. So that's why I felt like a shift was coming. Yep. And it's so crazy because we can have all the plans we want. We can think we have everything mapped out. We can go to college for this amount of years. We're going to get our doctorates, our master's, all that stuff. But it's like, God going to lead you to where you need to be at. You're going to run smack into it. Either you're going either you're going to walk into it willingly or you're going to run smack into it. Come on. And I was I ran smack into it like not on not on purpose. It was just one of those things where God was like, "All right, like you think you got it. You think you got it figured out. I'm about to mess some stuff up." <laughs> so, whole time in college is like going through depression and stuff like that. And it's like I'm not able to talk to my parents about that stuff at the time. I'm in college by myself. I'm like, nah, this is my first time being a, a man on my uh -huh. own. So I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Facts, so facts, facts. If it weren't for God, I would never figure it out. Come on, yeah. if it wasn't for the Lord, yeah. <laughs> that's real talk, yo. And that, wow. So now the fourth question is, what brought you to the faith? Yeah. So all those years ago that you're like, hey, this is, you know, because we did at one point yeah. you know, have to transition. Yeah. We believe in Jesus. Facts. But then, you know, so we've talked about how we got into our faith ourselves. Yes. You know, we walk into but how originally? Because some people, you know, they a lot of kids out here like they don't understand mm -hmm. how did somebody as a baby know faith. So how was that experience for you? So like I said, I've been in church, but I think um seeing God move throughout my parents' life, seeing him move throughout my family's life, that's when I became like I knew he was real. Right. And it's like like I also said, when you get in those real life situations and you need God to move, that's when you really figure out he's real, when he moves on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Because I needed, I was in college and I told you my heart wasn't in um, sports no sports more. No more. Mm -hmm. So my mom told me, you know, this spiritual, my mom told me, go on a three day fast. Word. Said, three day fast, ask God what you need, and he's gonna reveal it to you. I'm not thinking nothing of it, cause my mom, I'm, I'm used to that. My mom going to fast, read the Bible, stuff like that. So I'm like, okay. I really didn't expect God to answer. Go on the fast. Got the answer so quick, like where I need direction because I wanted to drop out of school. That's oh, wow. I wasn't to move back here, so, but Your I need mom direction. Is smart, yes. She literally sent you to the Lord. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if she didn't, if she didn't, I would never figure it out. Facts, but yeah, facts. so she uh she told me fast, and when I seen everything I asked God for, He granted it. Like once I believed, I'm like, oh yeah, God is for sure facts. real. Like I knew He was real, but that moment I never like nobody could tell me otherwise. I would never facts. doubt Him in that moment because I'm like. Ain't no way he showed up in three days, like of me just it reading my word. Yes, bro, real, that's, bro, that's so crazy. That's how I came too, bro. Facts, facts. Yeah, so that's when I knew God was like, yeah, facts. He official, real. yeah, man. That's that's that's, that's wow. <laughs> that's yeah. good, man. Parents, like I'm a parent now, mm -hmm. and a lot of us, you know, as parents of the older generation yeah. and new generation, we want to tell our kids what we think. Uh -huh. you know what I mean, we want to tell them like, hey, this is what you should do. But the fact that your mom. She literally sent you to God. Yeah. You feel me? Because she could have gave her opinion. Like, oh, boy, you're not finna yeah, drop out of school. Da, da, da. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. She said, go on a fast. And a lot of people need to hear that. Like, really take the time. And fasting transcends into so many yeah. things, you know. You can go from eating, fasting on social media. I think one of the first time you texted me, you was like, bro, I took I was a, all, I was on social why media. I almost missed your message because you texted me. I was in Texas. Facts. I seen your message because I logged back in Instagram after my fast. I'm like, bro, I missed this message. I'm like, God, I'm like, if, if this is what you want me to do, like, Facts. you want me to uh, take this opportunity, I was like, allow him not to have found nobody. Facts. So I texted you back, I'm like, is it still available, bro? Yes, I was like, to yeah. me! <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what's up, bro. That's love, bro. So check it out. How can someone who is afraid to step out and promote God the way you do start progressing their way into ministry? So first, I would say, this is me personally, I would say first, don't force it. Your um, we was reading something yesterday in First Timothy talking about how your actions basically speak for itself. Mm. I would say start with changing your actions first, like allowing God to just change your habits, change your ways, like giving Him all of that, the things you struggle with, 
all of that stuff because you're going to become a new person before you know it when you put it in God's hands. So ministry is not hard. It's not hard when you're not faking it. So it's like the More Purpose podcast, the group chat, the stuff my brother posts on social media, the stuff I post, it's not a force because we know who we are within Christ. Like we know uh, he's renewing us. We know we, we've been made new. So the things we used to do is not us no more. Right. So I would say first start with your actions. First ask God to start changing you. Like, like start revealing his ways to you because ministry is going to be, it will be easier that way. Ministry is only hard when you're trying to fake something you're not. So people are not going to receive your message if, oh, he was just doing this the other day. Like, or, or they was just judging us the other day. So it's like, ask God to purify you first. Work, let the work start within you first, then go out to do ministry. Because for one, you don't want to lead nobody astray. Ministry is not a, it's not a game. It's not nothing to play about. Especially I've seen that with my brother having a group chat and stuff like that. It's a lot of, it's souls in the, uh, in the balance. Like it's in your hands. Souls are in your hands. So you don't want to lead nobody astray. Facts. And also if you want to, um, the best way to proclaim the word is getting your Bible. Like getting your Bible. Like I read my Bible every day. So it's like, that's why it's so easy for me to just talk about God. I incorporate him in my everyday life. Like without me even knowing that I'm talking to my friends, I just bring up God. Cause it's just like, I get so, I get excited. I get excited about reading the word. I get excited about like anything having to do with God. So once you ask God to give you a love for the things of him, he's going to start doing that. And it's, it gets contagious to where once you start reading, you start praying, you're going to want to go share it to somebody else, That's which real. that is ministry. Yeah. So you start reading, you start praying, God start revealing stuff to you. You're going to want to get on Instagram and post this. Like yep. you're going to want to get on Facebook and post this. You're going to want to get on Instagram live. You're going to want to start your podcast. You're going to want to do all this stuff. So it really just gets contagious. As, right. as God moves throughout your life, you'll want to tell others about it because at the end of the day, it's not just for us. It's for other people. That's real. Yeah. That's real, man. And any type of work we do, you have to do research. Yeah. So if you going really walk this walk with God, doing mm. the research for God Facts. is the most important part. Yeah. Literally, this morning, I was reading uh, Luke chapter 3, verses 21 mm -hmm. and 23. I'm going to pull it up. Is that right? That's yeah, right. yeah, you good. Pull that thing up. <laughs> it, was, it just really popped out to me. I was like, it was thank good, you, bro. Lord. Holy Spirit, activate. And at this time, I want to also say shout out Artist Studios for this amazing sponsorship, yes, man. Sir. We thank you so much. Brandon Cephas, Marcel Artist. We appreciate you all from the bottom of our hearts, man. Thank you. Love y'all. Bible, Bible. Mm -mm -mm. I'll be honest with you. I, I really be like doing this whole loop three thing. Mm -hmm. My service not on in here. Fun fact. <laughs> my phone at? Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. By the finest Luke chapter three. Basically, it just talks about, you know, after Jesus was baptized, mm -hmm. what he did and when his ministry started, you know. Yeah. Um, when Jesus started his ministry, oh, it was it was up. It was up and stuck. It was up and stuck for real. Thank you, brother. Thank you. 321. And the Bible reads this from the New Living Transition translation. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened. 22, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son mm -hmm. and you bring me great joy. 23 says Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. Jesus was known as the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Hela. And after that, you know, it goes down into breaking how basically Jesus was always the son of God because his genealogy ended up leading back to Adam. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so in saying that, um, basically, 
I say this because Jesus was 30 years old when he started mm-hmm. his ministry. So who are we not to start our ministry early? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 20. You're 20, and yeah. I'm 24. Here we are getting a head start, yeah. you know, on years. So if I'm 30, eventually, this is six years from now. Mm-hmm. Six years, I see our ministry at the forefront of our church mm-hmm. with the elders as pillars of wisdom holding us yeah. up. But the foundation, right now, the foundation may be misunderstood mm-hmm. on both sides of this generational spectrum. Yeah. So it's like the elders may see us in a way where you all have information at the tip of your fingers, mm-hmm. and y'all just not getting it. Yeah. God is our GPS. Mm-hmm. The elders are our GPS. We need help navigating through this. So yes, the word is here, but also we need real life situations mm-hmm. and real life people, authentic people to be like, hey, this is how you navigate some That's of the right. things. A lot of us battle with pornography. Mm-hmm. A lot of us battle with the spirit of drinking. Mm-hmm. A lot of us battle with smoking weed. Yeah. That's just what it is right now. And people may not understand why those things yeah. take effect. They really affect your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, these are just, we're just here as shells, man. Yeah. Like, this is just the outer appearance is what it is. But really understanding that the spirit is separate from this. Mm-hmm. Like, and to grant eternal change, yeah. you know, is that's really what it's about. If people ask, like, man, why do you follow Christ? Why do you do this? I ain't got to follow Christ. Like, mm-hmm. what is that going to do? Give for you life? a choice. He give you a choice. He give you a choice. Yeah. Like, this is a free will game. Yeah, you it know? Is. Like, so it's like, what is. Jesus going to do for me that I'm not already doing for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think unless you unlock understanding your soul and your spirit, Mm -hmm. you may not really understand what Jesus is able to do for you. Yeah. You know? And I definitely think that once people are able to see that the soul, everybody, like we have people right now talking about, oh, the spirits with crystals and da 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 oh, yeah. Able to believe in crystals. <laughs> yeah. But you can't you, believe in See, I had a hard time with that in high school, so, because I never did none of that. Gotcha. Well, yeah, and clarify that. <laughs> now, I had a hard time with people doing that because my logic was always like, you believe in a rock, you believe in a crystal or whatever. I ain't judging you at the end of the day. I ain't judging nobody. But, and you look around this earth and think, you wouldn't think in your mind, somebody created this. Facts. Somebody, like, somebody created this. Mm-hmm. I always had questions. Like, I always was the person that would ask questions. Why does the sky look like that? Our trees look like that. The more I got into my word and I started to be revealed, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a creator. Like, Facts. it has to be a creator. Come on. And I feel like it would be easier for people, um, like you said, with uh, the smoking, the drinking, all that stuff. And in this generation really needing help, I feel like the, the generation before us, they judge us. Yeah. So without uh getting to the root of the issue. So like so like yes you're smoking, but why why is he smoking? Word. Once you get to that root of the problem, then it could be it could be fixed. Word. And I feel like that's where the new generation and the older generation need to it needs to be a middle ground because right. this generation wants God, whether they think whether they think not, but they, they really do. This generation, people my age, people your age, they they want God. They are hungry for God and there's definitely a revival coming. Come but on. it's like like you said, we need the leadership of that generation to help us navigate through this because honestly speaking life in this generation is way harder it's way more stuff going on in the world in our time than what they went through back in the day when they was like they was going to school it went all these school shootings it went all this all this evil stuff of course the devil was working but he's even because time is getting closer it's it's getting even more evident jesus coming back yeah so we need we really need guidance more than they ever needed guidance and i feel like that's what they need to help us at facts facts bro that's that's deep man that's deep for real we got a bonus question. Yeah. This is lit. Listen, this is lit. We got to specifically help out our people. When I say this, our people, how do you cultivate? so? How do you and your brother cultivate so many black males 
at your Bible study. One of the hardest things today is getting male participation within the church. Mm, so I think personally, I think a man does not have a problem following the lead of an upright man. So when I say an upright man, like a man that's like, he's pure. A man that's like, has no, he's not trying to get by on you. It's no like something behind the curtains. Like they doing this for their own game, for their own popularity. Cause it's never been that. So I feel like people don't have a problem following my brother. They don't have a problem following me. And also to, to attest to that, your character is everything. That's real. Your reputation is everything. So your reputation precedes itself. So if you have a good reputa reputation, people don't mind following you. Fact. They don't mind playing the backhand. They don't mind playing the second guy. They don't mind like following the lead because at the end of the day, our representation is our reputation speaks for itself. Good so job. it's like I feel like once you uh, work on your character, make sure you're being nice to people. That's all we ever did. We have a reputation of just being nice, of right. being kind, of being loving, and it's no bad things like said about our name. So it's it gets to the point where other people put the word in for us. They're like, hey, right. come to Bible study, come this way. And people don't mind coming and sitting and actually listening to us because they know we have something to say. It isn't for our own fame. It's not for our own like agenda. And it's like, it's no secrets behind it. It's just right. us willingly wanting to tell other people about God. Right. So I feel like once you do a character uh, inspection of yourself, you look at yourself in the mirror and see, how have I been to people? Have I been nice? Mm -hmm. Have I been mean? Am I there when people need me? That's another thing. We're always there when somebody needs us. We right. like making connections and stuff like that. So right. people really just don't mind. And especially men, because in this day, it's evident that it's not as much as men in church as yeah. women, which is kind of sad, but yeah. it has to get, the, the new generation of men rising up has to, gotta, gotta take a stand. They have to take a stand. And also I think, a reason the men is not like real popular like being in church is because it's the fathers in the house also. So a lot of us, a lot of people, not us, my fault. A lot of people lack fathers in the household. A lot of people, their fathers didn't go to church. The mama might have went to church. That's real. Dad on the couch. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. watched TV. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, if dad won't go to church, what make you think I'm going to church? That's if dad didn't set the example of praying on his knees, what make you think I'm going to pray on my knees? Fact. I'm lucky to have a father that did those things. He, he made me go to church. My dad taught me how to pray. My dad, like, he talked to me about all this stuff. So, but everybody doesn't have that opportunity. Right. So it has to come to a point where the people that didn't have that, they got to start that for their family. Because this generation, like I said, we need God, especially the men. It's a it's a big attack on men that I'm not even going to get into. Yeah, it's like, a whole other TED Talk for yeah, It's a whole other <laughs> TED Talk, yeah. It's a big attack on the men in this generation of, like, just being a manly man. So it's like, we need God more than ever, especially the men. We need God. Cause we're supposed to be the head. We're the head of the household. Come on. We're supposed to be the leaders. How are we going to lead? And the devil's attacking us, and some of us need help. That's facts. Yeah. Facts, 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 man. As I'm raising a, a son, a black son, yeah. it's like there is an attack mm -hmm. on our brothers. Yeah. You know? And I just, I just got to pray, man. Mm -hmm. I pray hard uh, for my son, like, because it's going to come a day where I'm going to have to let him loose. Facts. He's going to have to go off into the mm -hmm. world as much as I want to, you know, Oh, we should do private school or we should mm -hmm. do this and that. Yeah. It's what God wants. Facts. You know, and what's gonna happen is what's gonna happen. Yeah. And all I can do, you know, is draw close to the cross mm -hmm. and take him with me. Yeah. You know, offer him up as a sacrifice. Like, hey, God, this is this is this is my baby. Mm -hmm. You know that this is my son, Lord God. Just hold him. Hold yeah. him dear to your heart and have him be out here and do what he needs Facts. to do, you know? Yeah. I think as men, if you don't have the willingness to submit. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. there's there's going to be a problem in that because it's pride. It it's, is, it's pride and pride's a sin. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. It really <laughs> is like having the vulnerability to submit yeah. to the name of God is a deep thing. See, that's know? the that's the thing though, because men want women to submit, 
But you gotta think of it like this: you gotta submit to God first. So oh, you like talking, a, it's sir? A, it's a triangle of submission. So Come you on. submit to God, then she submits unto you. But y'all both are submitting unto God, basically. But I feel like a lot of men want women to submit, but mm. you not submitting to nobody. Exactly. Your pride in the way of you even submitting to God. That's so deep. it's like that's deep. What makes you think a woman gonna follow you? How you gonna ask yeah. her to submit? Well, you not willing to submit? Yeah, man, that's beautiful. Real talk, like all of this submission talk and uh, vulnerability talk mm. and transparency talk, transparency and truth, man. Mm-hmm. We all just got to be, um, now I'm talking men and female, just yeah. be honest and truthful with our ministries. Bro. Yeah. I was definitely in church yesterday at Gethsemane Community Fellowship, and Pastor Michael Douglas, my brother, he was talking about, y'all, in order to gain the souls of the young people, mm-hmm. we got to be transparent. That's facts. We got to be truthful. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we have to give the young people our undivided attention. Yeah. Because sometimes it feels like we're, the young people get written off. Yeah. It's like, well, they're not active, or we don't see them in leadership roles in the church. I don't know how many times a day I get, yo, you're you're kind of young for a pastor. Yeah. I mean, I really just promote that all to God. Mm-hmm. I did not know that I was going to be a youth pastor. Yeah. I did not see myself pastoring. My father's a drummer. I, I be trying to say I'm a PK because when you're the drummer, kid, mm-hmm. just be traveling yeah. with the pastor everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like that's what it was, but I definitely didn't see that for my life. I always thought um, I was going to do like, singing or mm-hmm. like something like that. But God this year has shown me that ministry is bigger outside of what I think is my mm-hmm. gift. You know, God has given us voices. Yeah. You know, he's given us the power to speak life into people, mm-hmm. speak healing into people in any way. And what we have to understand is that when you, I, Clarence, mm-hmm. when we all go like to these places, it's not about us. Yeah. You know, it's about how God. Mm-hmm. People come to you're a real estate agent. Yeah. People come to you for a certain thing. Mm-hmm. They come to you to get living quarters. Yeah. You know, this is what they come to you for. I'm a financial advisor. People need help with their money. Mm-hmm. So they're coming to us for something. Mm-hmm. But they're not, it's not about us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing when it comes to God. Like when there's a non-believer in the body mm-hmm. who doesn't understand our language. Yeah. You know, you're Koja, I'm Baptist. We be churching. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and some people may not understand our language. Yeah. But I think when you tap into the authenticity of the Lord, mm-hmm. the Lord will give you a way to speak to people. Yeah. So, well, it's crazy you said that because I feel like um, a lot of times we misuse our uh, our gifts that we've like been given from God and we use it for our own agenda. We use it for our own like our own stuff. Like, yeah, I want to be famous. I want to want to make millions and stuff like that. But in reality, the gifts he given us was really just to serve his people. Word. So it's like, until I came, like, until I came to grips with that my gift's not mine, that's when I realized, like, what I'm supposed to be doing. Word. And I, and you start to do a self-reflection and I start looking back, why am I this way? God revealed to me why I'm this way. And it starts adding up because, like, why is my voice so, like, I always used to feel like the uh, the outcast or the standout because I always, I didn't care what nobody said. I, I was going to say how I felt. Right. Whenever, no matter what room I was in, mm-hmm. I was the one that was going to say how I felt. I'm like, why is my voice is like, why am I why am I like this? And nice. then I realized my voice is, is part of my gift. Yeah. It's part of my ministry. And I realized once you get like, once you get an understanding of what your gift is, you won't have to mishandle it. You won't mishandle it at, at all. So it's like... I had to come to grips with that and just asking God to reveal everything that he's put inside of me so that I can leave earth empty because it's a lot of us that have gifts that we haven't figured out yet. That's like, real. Especially in the spiritual world, like whether you can pray, you prophesy, stuff like that. We all have spiritual gifts, but you got to ask God to reveal what your spiritual gift is because when you operate outside of your gift, you're not effective. 
Facts. You're not impactful. Wow. So it's like, if I pick up a camera, I'm not going to be as impactful as my brother. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he come and try to do what I do, he's not going to be as impactful as me because God made all of us unique. So we all have unique gifts. Come on. And it's like, you're a piece to the puzzle. And you know, if you try to put another piece in the puzzle, it won't fit. Yep. Because it's that one piece is uniquely built to fit right there in that corner. Uh -huh. So you got to look at it like we're all pieces to the puzzle. You can't operate in somebody else's, uh, their gift. You can't operate and do what they're doing. That's why there's no point to covet what somebody else has or gotcha. what they're doing because it's a lane for everybody. Word. It's just got, you got to ask God to reveal that to you. Word. Yeah. And stay in your godly lane. Yeah. That is really what it is, you know. All of the confidence, uh, the passion, the power of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. There is no doubt in my mind, brother, that we can have what it says we can have. Yeah, facts. Do what it says that we can do yeah. and be all that it says we can be. Mm -hmm. Man, Marla Sellers, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem, bro. Appreciate you for having me, bro. Yo, wow, that's good, bro. Up, I enjoyed it. Uh, anything else you want to say? Nah. Uh, look out for more Purpose Podcast Season 2. Um, just continue to be on the lookout. We're doing a lot of good things. Uh, for Christ, of course. Uh, my yeah. brother is also... He's planning something good for the youth soon for next year, 2023. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, I just want to encourage y'all to um, trust God and continue to put your faith in God, uh, no matter what your circumstance looks like, no matter what your situation looks like, because God is with you and he's walking with you. And this is this stuff that you're going through is going to build you to who you're going to be in the future. So just keep trusting God. Yeah. Facts, man. Facts that. Again, you all, my name is Pastor Mitchell Alexander Easter. I am the YP, the youth pastor of Mount Olive Baptist Church. But we can't leave here without praying. So can you benedict us out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, good. bro. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for just allowing us to be your vessels and allowing us to be your messengers here on today, O oh God. Thank you for giving us what to say. Thank you for allowing your spirit to lead us, O oh God. I ask, oh God, if you could just allow this word to at least just touch one person, oh God. We don't need it to touch a hundred, so God. We don't need it to touch thousands of people, oh God. But if just one person is impacted, oh God, we'll be happy. We'll be satisfied with what you did, oh God. I ask, oh God, if you can just, oh God, grant him favor, oh God, as he goes on with this podcast, oh God. Grant him abundance, oh God, and grant him direction, oh God, to where he should take it, oh God. Just continue to grant him insight, oh God, and follow you, oh God, and allow him to obey, oh God, whatever you're trying to drop on his heart, oh Lord. We thank you for what you're doing, oh God. Allow this to be the beginning, oh God, of this union of, of us and him, oh God, coming together, oh God. We thank you and we praise you for what you did on today, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you all again. Yes, sir. We are out of here. Peace. Yes, sir. It was good, bro.